good on my own. I like, like my own company. The ability to perpetually update my shell when the old one gets too familiar, too cosy, the nomad in me knowing nothing is more nourishing than being able to move on, on my own, makes me feel invincible. I like the daunting moments too. The sadness that usually comes unannounced, a rucksack of worry weighing me into the ground, hot fat tears bursting, creating little pathways on the map that is my face, only to eventually clear the route back up again to the surface, as abruptly as I went missing, and I immerse myself in the comforting anonymity of my solitude. I'm free. And you meeting me now, you knowing nothing about me previously, that's the best feeling, the best bit. I've lost count of my resets. Fuck, I crave that bit in between, the flirting of the have-been and the be, where it's just me, ahead nothing but scary, big, wonderful, ugly, gorgeous, delicious possibility. Options are funny. They turn my being alone into a jigsaw that I create as I go, a messy cluster that I can't even see the end of, nor do I want to. I build the puzzle pieces myself, wonky as they are, and slot them into place. I know how to make wonky pieces fit, and I don't need anyone else to do that with. They'll only want to make me straighten out the pieces. Options are the gatekeepers of my future, waiting to be found, hardly ever too obvious, always willing to show me something new I didn't even know existed. Options become the prospective partners and friends of the future as I leave my old ones behind, shelving them like old pairs of shoes I don't quite have the heart to discard of entirely, but don't quite love enough to keep wearing either. I didn't realise how much I relied on options until they were, well, gone. Talk about privilege. Suddenly my nonchalant, hot freedom is turning on me like a friend who I thought I knew but who really is actually a bit shit and has a wall tattoo. Suddenly I'm forced to be, to really see, and it makes me question this eternity with all that's being left, the irony that being free means also a degree of never having certainty. Well, at least what's certain now is how in the absence of options I can always fall back on a swipe and a freezing walk with runny noses, trying to charm you through my semi-covered face, knowing that ultimately indulging in spontaneity will equate a game of chess with mortality. As I return from this mediocre car park date walk type thing and turn the key to my flat, the quietness hits me like a sound absorbing all encompassing mass because I know that my options, my reliable options have gone quiet too, like me. I smile and leave the meeting and fold the laptop shut and it's quiet. I make a coffee, quiet. I chuckle at a meme on Twitter, quiet. I have dinner, quiet. We say goodbye, tired, a silent wave, defeated. We tried. Chemistry lost on us, you meeting me, knowing only this version of myself. You knowing nothing, nor do you really want to, because we both are so over it. We exchange a few pandemic worries and Brexit depressions, peak bleak 2021 small talk, but really there is no flirting because there's no options, no one willing to leap or invest. What's the point? And I realise I'm so scared now of my own company. The sexy bout of fear from earlier, the one that's cathartic and romantic and adventurous has mutated into a searing collection of hours, regretting those moments of decluttering my life, shouting out into the universe how good I am on my own. 
and the folks back home worry, which is the worst as I see myself through their well-meaning yet lovingly judging eyes because there comes a point as I get drunk on my own for the third time this week getting delivery delivery, I know I've turned into a big fucking cliche, quietly. And all I'm left with, again, is me. still choose this over having made the safe choice to mould into society settling for something that's wrong only to have some form of maybe guarantee a sieve is nothing without its holes eh so much for being free Should I get out of bed today? Um, what are you talking about? Of course you should get out of bed, you lazy fuck. I mean, um, it's not like it matters if I do or not. Uh, Maybe it matters for my own peace of mind. I'll know that I achieved something today, right? Uh, right? No, that's not true. I'm going to feel the same no matter what. <sighs> At least if I stay in bed, I'm resting. Maybe I'm treating myself for fatigue. Mm. No, no. I'll feel better if I get up. I mean, that's what all the positivity pages on Instagram would say I should do, right? Can I don't know. They all say different things. Well... Some of them say that if people in my life make me feel bad, they are toxic and I should cut them out. Well... Others say that I should be kind to myself and that I'm not as toxic a person as I think I am. Mm. How can they give me advice when they don't know the specific situation. How do they know that they're toxic and I'm not? I get it. They're telling people what they want to hear. <laughs> That's not real therapy. That's not what my therapist does. She definitely doesn't tell me what I want to hear. She's actually kind of mean. Um, no, no, she's not. I don't mean that. I guess I'm just too sensitive. That's why I'm seeing her after all. I really don't want to brush my teeth. It's so quiet. All I can hear are my own thoughts. Maybe I should go for a walk, get some fresh air, exercise, and then come back and feel the same. Maybe I should call someone. Well, Who can I call? Sasha? No, she has a job. Mm. Jamie? They're busy. Emma? She never wants to talk to me. It's my fault, really. I completely broke down to her on the phone one time. Now she's always conveniently busy. <sighs> I don't want to bring her down. I don't want to be 
toxic. They all have lives. That's not their fault. I'm not their responsibility. Mm. Mm. I've been thinking about what my therapist said. She said she thinks I want an easy fix. She doesn't think I want to face my problems. She says I would want her to flip a switch and for me to just magically be better. Mm. I've been thinking about mm. it and of course that's what I want. Who wouldn't want to flip a switch and be better if they had the option? Who'd want to feel like this for one more moment? That doesn't mean I expect it, but why would she say that? Did I say it? No. <gasps> Did I think it? Maybe. Is that unreasonable? Isn't that just fucking human? God. I guess therapists don't have to be compassionate. Maybe I'd be a good therapist. I'm compassionate. I care about people. Oh, don't be stupid. I could never be a therapist. Therapists have to get out of bed in the morning. It's the 82nd day of January. It's dark at four o'clock. It's no one's birthday party. It's too cold to sit outside. I'm lonely. I miss my mom. I've no reason to get my nails done. I want to choose to sit still. I want to choose to sit and watch the world turn outside my windowsill as I'm sipping tea, mind running free, because daydreaming isn't really as beautiful as it once was. You know, when it could only happen in those stolen moments on bus rides or as you'd collide with a nine-to-fiver on a busy street, your eyes would meet and you'd awake from your giddy fantasy of that person that you really fancy or sometimes even just what you're having for tea. I know it's silly. But I want to be able to say no to that party that I don't want to go to but I go to and I hug everyone there even though I don't know you. You know I used to hate my smile. But it's incredible how much we miss things after we haven't seen them for a while. Masked faces, masked feelings, insta-reelings as we are dealing with something we don't know how to deal with. And now the cards have been dealt. I don't think anyone's winning this hand. Resilience diminishing just who can end up finishing with their life in hand. Listening only to talk when it's in hearing that we understand. What's my lockdown brand? Do good a go get a trendsetter, Netflix resetter. Yes, I'm still here. I think I'm still here. I hear so much in this silence. I beat my anxiety each day in exhausting defiance, but my compliance to surviving has meant thriving has become my reliance. Emotions now seem polarised. Can I not be sad whilst also being grateful or is it hateful for me to worry about the wiring in my brain that sometimes makes it hard to live inside? A positive quote ought to sort out the stress, but they always seem to tell me that I shouldn't be a mess when I am. I'm a glorious mess, just like I'm supposed to be. Complexity and intensity are the way humans are designed to be. We're an ever-growing, changing cell, an evolving mind that isn't always well, well, why then is the first word we utter after someone musters up the courage to say they're hurting? Really? 
Questioning their lived experiences, we stick to our theory. Now hear me, we are weary. And I get teary when I think of the loss they will talk about in history. Now all of that just poured out of me over one cup of tea as I soaked up the 20 minutes of sunshine that hit my fifth floor balcony because that's the reality of lockdown three, living alone in January. I'm going to tell you a secret, okay? So, well, basically, the last couple of days have been a bit mad, but basically what's happening is... um, Yeah, bear with me on this one. But basically, (laughs) what it is, is whenever I shut my eyes, I see Jesus. I ain't lying. And I know it sounds like I'm making it up, but literally, whenever I close my eyes, he's just like there. Hang on, I'll do it now. So, yeah, if I close my eyes now, I can describe to you what I'm seeing. Okay, so three, two, one, I'm going to close my eyes. All right. Three, two, one. One, and we're in the game. Okay, looking for Jesus, level one. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, he, yeah, literally, he just just normally pop in there. So just give me a sec. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> this is typical, isn't it? Yeah, and you think I'm lying? All right, wait, sorry. This is um, mm, yeah, this is a little bit longer than usual, but yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So literally now he's like walking towards me now. Okay, yeah, it's like dark black. I mean, obviously it's black because I've got my eyes closed, but yeah. So he's like out of the darkness. He forms like out of the dust. Yeah, it's like quite sick actually, and he has the nicest face. He's quite handsome. You could say fit, but um. But yeah, it's Jesus, so that might be a bit weird. But yes, and he's starting to speak now. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And he's saying the same thing. He always says the same thing. And he's saying he wants to be my friend. It seems proper genuine-like. Look, I'll try and describe him a bit more. So yeah, he's like standing there. He's got like the classic white robe thing on. Um, you know what? It's hard to describe now because now I have to put it into words. And normally I just see it in, in my head every time I close my eyes. But yeah, it's like he's he's got a kind face, but you can't actually see his face. It's like it's like more of an energy thing. Like I don't want to get hippy-dippy on it, but yeah, it's like a warm energy. And out of that, you can kind of see the form of a face. And he's got a beard in that. That's legit, isn't it? Like, he's got the actual Jesus beard and the shaggy surfer boy hair. The thing is, I can't really work out if he's black or white. He definitely ain't Chinese, but he's, like, in the middle brown. Yeah, yeah, brown. Yeah. Actually, do you know what? He could be any race, you know. Maybe Japanese. No, definitely not Chinese. And, and not, like, rainbow, but translucent. Mm. Do you know what? His race doesn't matter. But basically, he keeps coming into my head every time I close my eyes. And he just like peeps in when I blink and says, hello, Shiv. And that he wants to be my mate and he wants to hang out for a bit. It's actually a bit creepy. Like, you know, a random man is just popping into my head every time I close my eyes. And he's just saying hello. And I have considered I'm going crazy. You know, I have I've considered it. And I'm like, this, this could be the start to hearing voices and being schizophrenic. And I haven't fully ruled that out. And I think that's why I haven't actually said back to him yet. I haven't replied. And I haven't said, yes, yes, let's be mates, Jesus. Let's do it. Let, let's go down the pub. Let's have a chat. Let's have a kiki. I mean, what if it's not actually Jesus? It could be someone in a disguise pretending to be Jesus and pretending to want to be my mate. And actually, then they're going to poison me and they're going to make me stamp on a spider and then burn a pigeon with a cigarette and then pull a baby's ear off and make me eat it and then shoot a load of kids in a sandpit. Do you know what? I can see his face quite clearly, actually. I lied. I can see it. The man that I see, I think it's my face. 
Yeah, it's my face with a beard and shaggy hair and my mum's nightie on. And it's me saying back to myself, hello, mate. I want to be your friend. I want you to let me in now. And that's what I needed to tell you. I think I'm Jesus. Smiling through fabric, there's mess in these streets, but my feet as they navigate litter and leaves find forward. I move, what else is there to do but forward, keep going, knowing nothing, really. Lethargy, it gets to me, uninspired, we're all just tired of waiting and social media baiting. A meditation, a breath, a quote share showing I care. Messages inquiring kind but tiring, a reminder of what I'm living through. Deny, deflect, protect my heart. A slow burn as the day turns into night. In bed to sleep, but my brain is alight. Anxiety creating scenarios to frighten me. Trying to stay present through time. Focus on the feel of her hand in mine. What is real and what is imagined? Who can say it's just day, night, day, night, day? And on and on. So I walk at night, hoping I might find peace. A release. It's the wind I seek. The normalcy. Knowing there is something realer than me. Trees lit up by lampposts stay where they've always stayed and that gentle breeze through trees is all I need. A breath. A restart. A tonic for those kept apart. I can't stop ordering sweets of Uber Eats. I'm obsessed. It's a ritual made to bring me joy to my door, but actually brings me shit. Shit to my door and then I eat it. I eat said shit. I put that shit into my body voluntarily and with glee, I tell you, salivating, I tell you. And when all that shit that I've dressed up as joy makes me feel like shit, I'm like, oh shit, I feel like shit now. Thanks a lot, Uber Eats. Thanks for selling me a shit dream and making me eat it. All of it. From the Squishies Diet Coke, Oreo Bites and occasional orange chocolate Aero, which is never very nice, but I always fancy it. And Fabulous Fingers, because they also sell biscuits, cakes and general confectionaries. It's essentially a corner shop, so I sometimes get milk. Is this interesting? Are you enjoying this interaction? (laughs) Have I changed? Am I boring now? Sorry, it's just, you're the first person I've spoken to today, yeah, other than the guy from Uber Eats, who I assumed fancied me, or was disgusted by me, or somewhere in between. I can't read people anymore. Am I still interesting? Actually, that's my problem. I'm way too interesting. (laughs) I once complained because they gave me normal fingers that weren't fabulous. The fabulous ones have additional chocolate in the centre of the finger. They gave me the normal ones, which on a normal day I could probably take, but this isn't a normal time. It's a pandemic. Hashtag pandem problems. And this is the type of small discrepancy that can really double my mood from joy to shit. Could be worse. My friend attempted to order booze off Uber Eats, but she actually got someone else's order, which was a tub of butter in a single magnum. So I got my refund and ate my free fingers and felt like shit and got through another pandem day. Moral of the story, don't order sweets from Uber Eats. <laughs> Disclaimer, this is not an ad or slander, just an observation. Please no one see me during the pandemic. I really can't afford it. I am an overthinker, a professional catastrophizer, a highly skilled worrier. The worst thing that could possibly ever happen in a situation? You name it, I would have thought about it. I will make up a situation in my head that hasn't even happened yet. Like a global pandemic that sweeps the world and leaves us in a lockdown without any human contact as economies around the world collapse, democracy itself is shaken to the core and millions are left in poverty as we try to avoid contracting an invisible virus. Sorry, my mistake. That's actually really happening. 
What I'm saying is, the list of my worries is there, stored in the back of the irrational side of my mind, lurking beneath the surface, ready to be brought out and triumphantly proclaimed to the rational side, I told you so, when something bad occurs. When I was seven, I was brought a worry angel. As an anxious child, I was told to tell it all my worries and it would take them away. Right now, in 2021, what I need is a worry cave to scream my anxieties into the abyss, as that will be the only thing big enough to contain the list of my current concerns. This year has tested me already, and it's only the 7th of January. And as I sit and write this, the thing that my overthinking mind was scared of happening has happened. I have COVID. For months, I have done as much as I can to dodge it. I have been a first-class COVID dodger. I mean... I've washed my hands so much I've contracted dermatitis and formed an intimate relationship with a temperature gun at work. It's the closest anything has got to my face in a very long time. Thoughts and prayers to all the single people out there attempting to date over FaceTime. I've also bought all the beautifully patterned reusable masks I could find, anything to distract me from doom scrolling on Twitter. I even bought a mustard linen mask. I know, I really am a cliche millennial. I then took a picture in said linen mask whilst wearing a linen jumpsuit with a mustard slider. Consequently, of course, in our oversharing culture, I posted it to Instagram for validation with the caption, when your mask matches your sliders, hashtag 2020. In all honesty, though, I have worried so much about catching COVID that it has consumed just about every part of my already crowded mind, the worry has been there every day, just lurking, ready to pounce when I'm emotionally vulnerable. And then it just happened. Covid silently crept into my body one day without me knowing and set up camp. It certainly made itself at home and has meant I'm isolating in my childhood bedroom. I also have no taste and smell. I mean, what are you supposed to do in a lockdown other than eat? Even if I made the lockdown staple of banana bread, there's no point as I can't taste it. The truth is... This last year has been tough. Living through a pandemic as an anxious person, though, also means going against everything you have been taught to help combat your condition. When I first received cognitive behavioural therapy, I was 19 and suffering with severe OCD and anxiety. I was tormented by intrusive thoughts and every part of my day was affected by the obsessive need to carry out rituals and routines. If I touched something with my right hand, I then had to touch it with my left hand to make it even. I turned light switches on and off until I was satisfied I had done it to the correct number of times to stop something bad from happening. Sometimes this was as many as 40 times before leaving a room. The list of rituals and routines was endless, exhausting and time-consuming. Then one day I cracked and something clicked. I made that phone call to my doctor to ask for help and I received the most amazing care and treatment from the NHS. The treatment was based on changing my behaviours around performing repetitive OCD patterns and helping me to understand the intrusive thoughts that tormented me didn't control my life. Over time, I learnt how to cope and manage it so the rational part of my brain could override the irrational part. I started really living my life without the barriers OCD had put up for so long. Suddenly, I had choice, a freedom. I will always have this condition but I also have the knowledge now to help manage it and take a step back when it flares up. But then last year, when we were plunged into a global pandemic and a national lockdown, all of my coping mechanisms were stripped from me. What do you do when the government advice goes against all the techniques you are taught to manage anxiety, OCD or depression, for example? When you are scared to go outside, your therapist tells you to venture out. 
When you are anxious about being around other people, you are taught to go and socialise. When you want to wash your hands after again after washing them ten times that hour, you're told you don't need to. And then overnight, we couldn't see people, were only allowed outside for one hour's exercise or to buy essentials, and an increased emphasis was placed on hand hygiene. The overnight change of reality was startling and deeply unsettling. Of course, it is always worth noting that it is so important that these rules are in place in order to protect lives. The thing is, OCD eats away at you. It's the earworm constantly speaking to you, telling you something bad will happen unless you give in to the rituals you made up when you were seven. But actually, regardless of whether you wash your hands until they are red raw, bad things can still happen. And strangely, I have to take comfort in this, just in the same way that good things can come out of bad situations. And good things can happen regardless of whether I touch something with my right hand, because I also touched it with my left hand. My fate isn't decided by rituals and routines, and it is more to do with how I react to situations, because ultimately, life happens whether I like it or not. So I would try to be calm, patient, and gentle with myself as I isolate for the next week in the hope that my fraught, exhausted brain will understand that sometimes good things happen and bad things happen, and it's out of my control. My family is safe, and I have been incredibly lucky my symptoms were mild. These are the most important wins as we navigate this strange world we currently find ourselves in. And then, when I'm allowed outside, you will find me in the cave of worry, screaming into the abyss. Either that, or dancing to Whitney Houston in a field. Both are liberating options to ponder. Wake up positivity, save up by my sweet anxiety.